Good evening. I'm Julia from Rosalind Road Therapy Center. I'm part of the SAOPA team that's here to have a look at different uh, chronic health conditions and how we can treat them. My part in the team is looking at the mind-body connection. We all know that stress and illness affect us in different ways, but that doesn't mean we can't take practical steps to, to work with what our mind is doing, what our brain is doing, what our body is doing. Our theme this week is to talk about cancer. And I think we can agree it's a vast subject. We cannot possibly cover all the, the angles in a 30 minute YouTube, but my hope tonight is to introduce something new and something different to our understanding. The first area I'd like to speak about on the subject of mind, body and cancer is certainly to look at the aspect of shock. Whether it's um, when a person had an, a, a, a concern or a worry and had that shocking feeling of what if this is what is wrong or they went to some kind of screening or appointment and were told shocking news, um, you have cancer. Um, so the first step is to work with shock. Now, in previous times, we worked with the technique and I'd like to reiterate the technique and perhaps um, remind people that its first step is to work with shock. Now, shock might occur later in the cancer journey as well. Maybe the first time you get to um, face one of the different treatments. You might arrive at hospital or a surgery, and there are all these small repeated shocks that the person has to deal with. And us as caregivers can always be on the lookout for that. Use your eyes. You know, if someone's in a state of shock, their eyes are a little bit wide. If they're very um, shocked, their voice might have a tremor or a panicky sound. And if we look and listen carefully, we will be able to hear that. And if we can recognize them, we can help them. So um, one thing I would like to add before I share the technique, and I've got a little diagram for it as well, is to say that on the cancer journey, there are often usually extra people along and their feelings are part of it. Now, what I mean is that just as it's a shock for the patient, it's a shock for their family, for their partner, for their colleagues, for their community. So that shock permeates through. And unfortunately, the patient is often the one who has to deal with that. And so let's keep that in mind if we're the carer that um, whether it's spoken about or not, there's this aspect of shock. Now, I spoke before about balancing the brain cortices, the brain cortex, and it's a technique where we use our hand and go over different parts of the brain and tap over head brain, heart brain, and gut brain. And the concept behind that is um, getting different parts of the brain coordinated with the three brains. And I will cycle back to that but I'd like to share screen and just remind you if you don't remember what we saw before. So when we start with the balance, the cortices technique, we start with one hand at the base of the skull, tap over the head, brain, tap over the heart brain, tap over the gut brain. As you might see, the lady's moving her way up over the skull from the base, the back, up, up, up. She's going to go all the way to above the eyebrows. 
and all the time tapping with her other hand. I'll demonstrate it when I'm not sharing screen. And the final hand position is the, the sides of the brain. So she holds with both hands for a moment, focuses, nice deep breathing. Not sure if it's clear here to say, maintain deep breathing throughout the procedure. And we tap out the temporal lobes. So this is the balancing the cortices technique. This information is available for those who are interested and I'll gladly share it. So remember on the shock, on the shock of hearing the news, fearing the news, getting the news, getting the treatment, arriving and seeing a needle or a medication that is frightening, we balance the cortices. We just want to say brain, left and right and all the aspects of the brain. Nice deep breath. Balance the brain. Balance the brain. And we go over. You're welcome to take longer. Always go to the frontal cortex as part of the brain. That helps us have insight and rational thinking. And finally, the emotional brain. Nice deep breath. And we tap over the heart, over the gut. So shock, don't ever discount the role of shock in um, this cancer journey. And the more we can get the brain and the body and the mind out of shock, the more it can begin, begin to make clear, rational thinking decisions. And we'll go back to the thinking aspect as well. The second part I'd like to address in the body-mind connection is that I think in the very first week, we spoke about this brain cycle. And I used this toy to demonstrate how in a healthy brain, there's a beautiful motion of expansion and contraction. This assumes a person is not in shock or had some sort of injury or concussion. This is what we're looking for. This is a peaceful, expansive, practical thinking brain. I dare say when a person is in the cancer, um, on starting or already on the cancer journey, I'm thinking the brain probably looks a little bit like this. There's just a jumble of information and ideas and this poor little brain is stuck inside. Not a lot of expansion and contraction. Actually, then I found these props to say, this is probably really what the brain feels like. And there'll be two reasons for that. The first is from the moment that diagnosis or information is given, there is a bombardment of information coming towards the patient. Um, uh, Dr. Patuka mentioned several times yesterday that this is always a team approach. And of course, every single member of the team is going to be giving a lot of information and it's absolutely needed. I think what's happening in the mind of a lot of patients while they're getting all this information is just one information. And so I want to invite people again to stop. Appreciate that this huge amount of information is coming towards us and stop and do what we can. Get the brain solid and focused and comfortable. The second option I want to introduce is an extra practical, simple technique. And it's a technique aimed at stepping out of this mass of information that's coming to a person, this huge range of uh, decisions that need to be made. 
I'll introduce a, a practice in a moment. I just want to also add that in addition to the team of people who are advising the patient, as I said before, will be the team of people going on the cancer journey with the patient, their community, their church, their leaders, their partners, their children. Now, every single person in that group is also going on this journey and also has a lot of thoughts and ideas and information about cancer and what it means. And so the cancer patient finds himself very often getting this bombardment of information from their medical team. And then everybody from the lady in pick and pay to the next door neighbor to even a random stranger offering all kinds of advice all the time from the outlandish to the spiritual, to the practical, to the herbal, lots and lots of information coming at this patient. And this patient who's had a shock now needs to begin to sift through it all. So what do we do? Well, if there was ever a time where we needed all three brains to be working very finely together, this is the time. The head brain, which needs to take in the practical knowledge. There is a lot of information and a lot of it is useful. We don't want to exclude all that knowledge. The heart brain, which needs to find ways of connecting with all these different team members. If you're walking into a treatment or an appointment and your heart feels something is wrong, I cannot connect, I cannot understand this person, I cannot trust this person, it's going to have a tangible effect on the treatment and that needs to be looked at. And then of course the gut brain, that gut brain that was giving information all the time. Maybe the gut brain is what made the person go and research their symptoms and say, I feel something's up. I feel something's wrong. Now we want those three brains working together. Absolutely. It's not enough to just use one. It's not enough to say, mm, my gut says this is the right treatment and never mind what the other two brains say. Not in this situation. It's not enough to say, oh, my heart feels well connected to the service provider. I think it's the right one and ignore the other two. We want knowledge, connection and knowing all working well together. And when all three are saying the same thing, we've got a yes, we can go ahead. Now, um, the practice I want to introduce, because it's all very well saying, oh, we'll get your brain out of shock and get your three brains working together, is an opportunity where possible twice a day or build it into your daily program. It could be in the shower. It could be getting up in the morning and doing breakfast or even better, having a moment where you go step outside of the cancer story and imagine this imagine this horrible mess called the cancer and all the information and say for this little time not this if it's five minutes if it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes at a time we're going to take this cancer story and we're going to put it aside and be still and then Perfect time to start doing all those practices we've discussed before. Sit completely still. 
take nice deep breaths. Pay attention to the breath. Pay attention to it going in for three seconds, a race going out for three seconds. Use the sense of hearing. Not to listen to all the information, all the ideas, all the questions, all the fears. To listen to what is happening around. Suddenly you notice that there are actually birds out there. Maybe there are even insects moving around. Maybe there are the sounds of neighbors laughing and talking. All the parts of the world that are still going on regardless of where we are in the cancer journey. So when we do that exercise, a patient might feel that they have a few moments of peace and then all the thoughts come back in. And then I recommend you develop a little saying for yourself. Not this, not this. For these 10 minutes, not cancer. Or if you'd like something more uplifting, peace time, peace time. Some kind of conscious choice of words to say for a little part of every day, I'm going to put aside the cancer story and look at the whole of me. I learned about this from two patients. One was a lady who was initially diagnosed with Parkinson's many years ago and started coming for treatments, sort of a natural health treatment, and was shortly afterwards just uh, diagnosed with liver cancer. And of course, I was concerned about her. It's a very serious illness. And I wanted to work with her on that. But what she wanted was for some help with the circulation of her hands and her feet. And I thought, what, what has this got to do with anything? And she taught me that whether you've got cancer or just in a bad mood or a cold or any, a sore knee, nobody likes to have cold hands and feet. And if the patient feels today what I would like is nice warm hands and feet, then let's not treat people like cancer patients only. Let's look at the whole person and all the experiences. The second patient I spoke with had also had a stroke. And naturally, I was very focused on how can we get this brain repaired and so this lady can have a more comfortable life. But what she wanted help with was a terrible neck spasm. The neck spasm was giving her pain 24 hours a day. It was all she could think about. And again, I learned the lesson. Let us not treat people like cancer patients and cancer only. They are whole people with whole experiences with this bombardment of information. So the bombardment of information and all the reactions of all the team around them to what they're doing. So in summary, I'd like to say, in the body and mind connection of cancer and the cancer journey, we want to remember shock and how settling the brain out of it. We want to remember that it's a great time to use knowledge, connection, and gut instinct to put together the healthiest approach. But most of all, we have the right to stop for a little bit, not this, or 
break time. Maybe break time sounds like a nice idea. Cancer, I'm taking a break from this for a while. I'm pushing you to the side and I'm connecting to where I am. And then pick it up and carry on in a calmer and more peaceful state. This is not a small journey. This is a big subject. And maybe today, partly what I wanted to say is we can also step out of it a little bit and experience the whole person, um, all the different aspects from their cold feet to their frightened brain, to their family, to their neighbor with a lot of information. And remember the compassion that every person deserves. I thank you for your time.